0: Good day to all our listeners, I am JV from The Lighthouse Arabia, with you today to cast light on yet another significant wellness topic. To quote Leonard Cohen, there's a crack, a crack in everything, that is how the light comes in. Good day, um, again, I'm JV from The Lighthouse Arabia, and I have the privilege of having Dr. Ottilia Brown here with me today. Um, Today's topic that we are going to discuss is um, a tough topic um, for me personally as a therapist. We are going to discuss the topic of miscarriage or the loss of pregnancy. Um, Ottilia, you have um, facilitated a support group also, through this COVID time, um, creating a space for, for mothers who have experienced um, miscarriage or the loss of pregnancy. Um, and just before we, we started our conversation today, we have had a quick discussion just about that this is a unique experience. It's a bit different than other losses or other experiences of grief or mourning, and um, and maybe you can start with, with sharing us with us a bit of what, what you have seen in practice and maybe in the support group of
1: mm-hmm.
0: what this process looks like.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for having me, JV. And I think it's really important that we discuss this topic because there's still so much stigma around miscarriage, pregnancy loss, and there's so much misunderstanding Around the grief process for the women and the fathers that go through this process. So, yes, what I've been seeing in the support group is just this feeling of not being understood, and the loss not being understood. And there's definitely the sense that, you know, if if I lose my father or if I lose my mother, as opposed to I've lost a pregnancy. The response from society is so different and there's almost an, a, a, an increased discomfort as to how how to approach the person or the family, how to deal with it, whether to talk about it, whether not to talk about it. So it has a very different outcome as opposed to other losses and a different response.
0: Why do you think is that the case? Mm-hmm. I have my well, own ideas, yeah. but I want, I want to hear from you. What yes, do you think is that the case?
1: Yes. So what I've been hearing from the wonderful, brave women that have been attending the support group is that often people, because they have not met the person that's lost, yeah, they, they didn't have a relationship with the person that's lost, or they, they don't have a visual representation of the person that's lost that sometimes causes um, a misunderstanding. And, and sometimes really insensitive things are then said, oh, it was just a fetus or, you know, oh, you were only six weeks in, luckily it happened now. You know, really insensitive comments, which are um, thought to be uh, helpful, but are mm. not. Mm. Um, you know, and then with pregnancy loss, sometimes women, um, you know, lose uh, 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 pregnancies really late in. And people would end up saying things like, oh, but imagine if he was 18 years old and you lost him. It's probably better that you lost him now or lost her now. Or, you know, it's, it's maybe it's a good thing it happened now because there were so many abnormalities. So, you, you know, things that they think are helpful, but that are so incredibly hurtful for these families So I think it's that lack of a visual representation and and that lack of of having met a person or seen
0: a person. That makes sense because loss of a family member is usually or very often a shared experience because there was multiple people having a relationship with a mom, with a brother, with an uncle, and therefore it's a a shared loss. Where with a pregnancy... As you said, there's no representation of a person with whom I had a relationship. Yes. And therefore, it's it's difficult to understand or relate to it. Let's use the word relate to it. Yes. And therefore, yes. the mothers often feel misunderstood. And then people yes. with the best intentions, thinking that a comment like that would help the person to move beyond that loss or beyond the pain, actually causes... Uh, a, more of a feeling of misunderstanding and insensitivity, which just makes the loss or the pain of it sometimes so much worse. And a feeling, feeling of loneliness in the moment, maybe even more. Yes,
1: absolutely. That feeling of isolation. Yes. It's very prevalent. Yes. Hmm.
0: Um, something that I have experienced in, in practice is that there's another aspect of loss that happens with a loss of a pregnancy um, or a miscarriage is something about an identity of the the mother. What, what have you seen in, in, in that specific aspect, Otelia? Um,
1: what I've found with, especially in women, that, ha- that this is the first loss, right? They don't have other children yet. Um, There's sometimes this grappling with, am I still a mother, even though I did not birth the child, you know, even though this child did not come into being, can I still call myself a mother? I feel like I'm a mother. I felt very connected to this life inside of me. Um, I felt the emotions, the protectiveness of a mother, Now I don't have the, again, physical representation, but I still feel like a mother. I feel like I've lost my child, regardless of where it is in the pregnancy. And often in the beginning of the grieving process, there's this, am I a mother? Can I call myself a mother, even though I don't have an actual living child? And and that sometimes is part of that identity um, struggle in the beginning of, what am I, who am I? And then as the loss seems to, you know, the time passes of the loss and the grief progresses, I've, I've seen a lot of these women take on that identity, obvious, yes, but I am a mother. But with that comes again, a misunderstanding in society where, but you don't have children. I'm speaking specifically about women that don't have children. Of course, there are women that have children also experience pregnancy loss and miscarriage Um, and then there's that you know almost like a feeling I have to justify that I'm a mother I have to constantly explain that I am a mother because people don't get it there's Mm -hmm. there's very much a sense of people just don't get it Mm -hmm. and I think it comes back to something you said earlier about the ability to relate to you know when someone loses a mom a dad a brother a friend We can put ourselves very quickly in those shoes because we think about how we would feel or how we felt when we lost or what it would be like to lose that kind of person in our own lives. But often it's very difficult for people to relate to this kind of loss because they've never experienced it before or they have, but because there's such a taboo, they don't talk about it.
0: Yes. And I think that's a very, yeah, it's not discussed.
1: No, not discussed.
0: And, and we, we've already mentioned what a lonely experience that can be. And if there's, within a larger uh, community or a, 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 a family um, where it's not spoken about, that even further enhances that feeling of loneliness and, and having to, to bear this loss on my own.
1: Exactly. And a lot of women have come forward and said, oh, since I've had this loss, you know, my mother told me she lost a child before me. I never knew that. Or this person suddenly told me about their loss and I never knew because it's just not spoken about.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that it... And this is not to... to decrease or to nullify the pain and the hurt thereof. But it is actually a very common loss. It is something that happens very common. But because it's not spoken about, it's not shared, Mm -hmm. again, it creates this uh, this, uh, communal awareness or lack of awareness of how many mothers experience this loss.
1: Yes, it is actually a lot more common than, you know, people are, the lay lay public is aware because it's not spoken about. Yeah. Uh, And and sometimes, JV, that very fact is used against these mothers. You know, oh, but this happens all the time. You know, this is a very common thing. You know, so-and-so and 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 so-and-so. Also, I have five friends that also went through this. It's, you know, you just try again. So sometimes mm. it's not known and sometimes where it is known, it can be used in a very unempathetic way. Yes. Almost ironically, they nullifying the exactly. loss. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yes. Giving the message is not so bad. Yeah. It That's happens, it's not such a big deal. It happens yeah. very often.
1: Y- exactly.
0: Yeah. 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 Are there other aspects in which a loss of a pregnancy or a miscarriage impacts um, mothers apart mm-hmm. from the the loss of a child, mm-hmm. then the identity of motherhood that is impacted. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe the family structure a nucleus family uh, if we if we look at maybe the marriage itself, what have have you noticed there um is the impact of the loss of pregnancy or miscarriage on marriages, on relationships?
1: Absolutely. You know, I've had the privilege of doing grief consultations um, with couples that have had uh, pregnancy loss or miscarriage. Um, so a grief consultation is usually an in- uh, a session where people come in once off and it's an education session. It's an opportunity for them to explore where they're at with their grief. And you just see um, the dynamics that play out in the couple. You know, often the husband feels, can I own this loss? Because I did not carry this child. This has not happened to my body. So I just need to be strong and, you know, zip it and, and do the man up thing and be there. So often I see fathers suppressing a lot of their own pain around the loss.
0: Yeah, like I didn't lose a child, my wife did.
1: My wife did.
0: Because it it is seen as a very biological process.
1: Yes, or there might be the sense that I did lose a child, but do I actually have the right to feel all this stuff because it didn't happen to my body? Yes. And it's so much worse for her because she carried the child. And then we know with miscarriage, with pregnancy loss, there's a lot of physical sequelae. Mm, so, mm. you know, after the loss, the woman's is, body is still adjusting and there's a lot that physically is still happening to the woman after the loss. So that constant reminder of the loss is physically present every single day for a while afterwards. And then the father often feels but she's going through so much. So I've just got to like, Mm -hmm. you know, be there, do, do what I need to for her, but it can also very much go in the other direction where there's a feeling of disconnection that happens. Mm -hmm. Grief processes can be quite different for each person. And there can be these misperceptions around how men grieve versus how women grieve. Or let me rephrase that, how men should grieve versus how women are allowed to grieve. Yes. So then you can sometimes see in the couple, you know, this this challenge arising because I can't share my grief. I'm not supposed to because I'm the man and you're allowed to cry and please go for it kind of thing. But that can result in the woman feeling even more alone because she thinks, this, you know, the partner is not... Experiencing the loss is not talking about their grief, is not engaging emotionally. So there's often this misperception even in the couple about how gender grief processes play out, how this specific type of loss plays out between the couple just because of the nature of the loss. And then that can result sometimes in a sense of disconnection. Mm. In other cases, it can result in really a coming together, a sharing, um, you know, a, a tightening of the bond um, when the process is shared and the grief is shared.
0: So, so again, as in my conversation with, with Ashling, it's an individual process. There's no, no. template. There's no generic. No. It might just seem a bit more complex as... Um, It is not from the outside, seemingly, Mm -hmm. the same as the loss of a family member that Mm -hmm. was physically in our midst with whom we could relate. But still, it's a very um, individual and unique process. And it can lead to either a disconnect or a reconnect or a deepening of the connection. An interesting thought that that comes to me as, as I have seen certain mothers process of grief being the denial of their own pain and own sense of loss. Have you seen or encountered it where the father is experiencing this deep sense of loss, but the mother is not necessarily in that moment Experiencing it as a deep sense of loss, and that, that creating a disconnect where the mm-hmm. opposite almost happens from, from what we just described.
1: I haven't actually encountered that in practice yet, JV, but I have encountered um, women disconnecting from their loss okay. because, again, mm-hmm. this idea that I shouldn't be grieving about this, mm. it's not such a big deal. Um, you know, it happens all the time and, and this, them denying their own grief process. I've had women that have come years after the loss and only now realizing, wait a second, this is impacting my mental health. What is going on with me? I have anxiety or I have low mood. I was always such a happy person or I have panic attacks or, and, and then when you unpack, you're like, oh, you lost a pregnancy or there was a miscarriage so many years ago and it was just never dealt with never spoken about just moved on and and didn't really process any of, of it because there's a perception that i should not be grieving about this
0: yeah that word should that just creates so <laughs> much um pain and and um, discomfort on the long run <clears throat> and as you now <laughs> mentioned In that moment, it's expected to experience grief and bereavement. Um, And we all try and cope the best we can, but when it's denied or suppressed or repressed in the moment, it tends to surface in some or other form later on. And then uh, it seems like we struggle to understand, but what is happening to me now, um, it might then manifest as, a a different fear of loss as sometimes Mm -hmm. loss begets loss that Mm -hmm. if we experience a loss and do not necessarily um, effectively process that we might develop fear of loss of other aspects in life Mm -hmm. leading to anxiety Mm -hmm. or panic.
1: Mm -hmm. I I would say Mm. I even notice women you know delaying getting pregnant again because of that anxiety and, and that fear of it happening again and and putting that, that on hold for so long, sometimes years, just because that anxiety of, I can't actually go through that again.
0: Yeah. The don't f- know
1: how I would do that, the fear.
0: The fear of experiencing that pain again. again.
1: Or going through and, and getting pregnant again, but not really enjoying being pregnant because of the, I know, I know it's not like I see in the movies. It's not as perfect as, as it looks on Facebook or Instagram. It's actually the potential for for, for disaster or loss or um, pain is very real. So mm. there's, a, a, there's also a change in how pregnancy is
0: viewed. Yeah, almost like it taints... The dream and it taints the the ideal or the fantasy about uh, motherhood and pregnancy, and mm-hmm. as you say, the idea we have of what we what we've expected or, or dreamed of, and now having associations of um, pain, discomfort, of mm-hmm. trauma associated with that, mm-hmm. that might lead certain mothers to. Um, put it on hold as they can't bear engaging in, in that process again. What advice would you like to give people in general? How to approach a family member, a friend, a loved one who has experienced a miscarriage or a loss of pregnancy. As you say, it's, it's still not talked about. And it's as if we don't know what to say, we don't know what to do and how to approach mothers and fathers who have experienced that loss.
1: Very importantly, acknowledge the loss. Reach out, send a message, mm. send a card, send some flowers, or whatever it is that you usually do when someone you love loses someone do the exact same thing. Reach out. Um, Be sensitive. You know, there's there's reaching out and then there's sensitive reaching out. So be very mindful of what you say and rather ask the person what they need before you impose on them what you think people need when they lose someone.
0: I think that's a very important thing. That Mm -hmm. we tend to want to give what we think people need in the moment. Mm-hmm. And just to reiterate what you just said, is to mm-hmm. be be present, reach out, but ask. Ask what, what they need from you or how you can be of support in this moment, acknowledging mm-hmm. that they are going through a, a, a loss, a bereavement. And even though you don't experience that, to be mindful that they are. Yes. And you yes. need to understand to understand what it is that they need, not what you think they need.
1: Yes. And it's okay to say, I'm here, if you need to talk, I don't know what you need right now, please tell me what I can do. Just leaving it very open-ended and inviting the person to have some sense of control in that moment, as opposed to imposing on them. And, and just saying, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine what you must be going through. I can't imagine how hard this must be for you. Please know I'm just a call away or I'm a message away. Just being there, but in a very, very non judgmental way. Mm-hmm. Just not imposing any judgment on the person's process and what they're going to be going through. So that's, you know, really helpful in the beginning. But to not then disappear, Because, you know, grief is a process. It takes a very long time and it's never over. It morphs into something different as we go along life, but it's never done. So to just, again, be mindful, you know, a month later, two months later, three months later, just still pop in with that message of, I'm thinking of you. How have you been doing? Um, Let me know if you need anything. Just consistently doing that over a period of time. Because again, because there isn't the physical representation, and there is often this forgetting of that happens over a period of time. So so the consistency of being there and offering support very much in the beginning, acknowledging that it happened, saying you're so sorry, and so forth. And then consistently offering support over a period of time. And then just some sensitivity as well. You know, the, the issue with pregnancy loss with miscarriage is the reminder is everywhere. There are babies everywhere. There are pregnant women everywhere. It's it's not only in public places, but it's on Facebook, it's on Instagram, it's it's you know it's on all these social media platforms. So it's just everywhere. These women often feel really bombarded. Mm. by uh, reminders of the loss it's just everywhere so often what happens is because you know there's a big group of friends and everyone's having uh, pregnancies or babies around more or less the same time or um, you know uh, relatives may, may be having pregnancies or to just be mindful before just Sending photos on WhatsApp or just bombarding with information or j- just thinking about, again, that the person has lost someone. We- we're mindful about other types of losses, you know? Yes, So to yes. be mindful about this as well. to say, you know, I'd-, I'd really like to share some photos with you, but I'm just wondering if today's an okay day to do that.
0: Yeah.
1: Or as can you-, you let me know when you feel ready for me to...
0: Yeah. yeah, and it's it's to be aware and mindful. And as you say, not just in the beginning, but to know that it's a process that is never done. And I can say, tick the box, I'm over this. And just as in any bereavement. Um, and I think as you were speaking, it just came to my mind that Pregnancy is usually something that is celebrated. And and I think that is maybe one thing that makes this so complex and to, to remain mindful of because our natural reaction to a pregnancy or a birth is celebration. And now to be mindful that this friend, this family member, for them it's not a symbol necessarily at that moment for a time or for how long ever of celebration. But with other losses of of family members, um, we don't don't celebrate illness. We don't celebrate um, accidents, things that usually lead to the loss of life. Where with, with pregnancy, we usually celebrate it, but now for, for this couple or this person, it is now not associated necessarily with celebration. Yes.
1: yes.
0: And therefore, Absolutely. we need to be mindful and even set reminders because our natural reaction will be celebration when one friend bec- uh, falls pregnant and we want to broadcast it to the world because that's what we do now these days we just broadcast everything to even use reminders to 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 help us as well i I would like to be part of someone's healing intentional rather than unconsciously be a reminder of pain and if i know i'm going to need a reminder for this date i'll have to write it down somewhere because i'm going to forget it because it was not a personal loss. And therefore, but I want to be part of my friend, my family members' healing.
1: Exactly. And that requires one to be mindful. Like we are of other losses, we will remember the year, we will remember the birthday, you know, all of these things. It's again being being mindful and also not taking it personally when the person who's had the loss says, I'm not ready to meet your baby yet. I'm I'm not I just can't do it yet. I'm not really I I, I want to. I'm happy for you because all of these women will say I'm really happy for my friend. I'm happy for so and so. But I'm just I can't do it yet. I can't go to the house and hold the baby. I'm so worried that I'm going to burst into tears and then it's going to be about me and it's about, supposed to be about this person and their joyful you know moment. Um, I find that these women are incredibly mindful and empathetic of others. So they'll be thinking about, you know, I don't want to steal your thunder and go over to your house and have a cry over your newborn baby. I'll just rather wait until I feel ready to go and do that. And and sometimes friendships can become shaky. Relationships can become shaky because she hasn't come to meet my baby yet. Or yeah. she's told she's not ready to see photos or she hasn't been able to walk into a baby shop or go online to a baby um, online platform to buy gifts yet because it's just too triggering. It's too painful. And sometimes friends and family can take that very personally and not understand that it's not because the person's not happy for them. Not because the person begrudges them having their little uh, baby. It's just too hard. It's just too hard to,
0: Yeah. Again, after loss or change or grief, things are different. We we change. We can't go through the loss and be unchanged thereafter. So relationships might change. The way that we relate to each other might change. As you said, in a relationship, in a marriage, it might be different. Not necessarily negative, but different. different. Friendships different. might be a bit different thereafter. And again, to be mindful and open and respectful and not take it personally. But to realize it's different and to find a way in which to continue relating, to maintain and to foster what is there so that the connection remains and there's not an experience of a disconnect, but maybe just a different way of connecting.
1: Absolutely, Jody. Absolutely. Just creating the space for that redefinition redefinition of the relationship. To not immediately jump to conclusions and take things personally, but to just allow the space, because as you've just said, grief changes us. The loss of a loved one, changes us you are not the same after that loss and the people around you sometimes struggle with who you are after a loss mm-hmm. because it is such a change it, it, it really it shakes you up and it it you question so many things which I'm sure you discussed with Ashling. so you know it it really is difficult often for the people around like what's going on with this person. But if you just create the space and open dialogue.
0: That's it. It's to, to, to create a space in which it's safe to voice. And maybe it'll take to get to know each other on a whole different level because you're not the same person. Well, you're the same person, but not the same. And we need to get to know each other from where we are now.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think me- I'm sorry for interrupting you
0: yeah. because meaning has changed, identity has been shaken up, um, my way of relating to to um, my friends, my partner, my extended family, my idea of myself, my body, things have been shaken up so it's first an individual process of of, of, of recalibrating. But who am I? How do I relate to myself? Um, How do I relate to the world now? Um, And therefore, people will also need to get to know me in the space that I'm at and maybe change to a large extent. But to be open to converse about it and to get to know each other again and again and again
1: also important just for friends and family to be aware that this person is different but it's also weird for the person because they have to get to know themselves again they are coming to terms not only with the loss of a pregnancy or the miscarriage but they also have to at the same time grapple with the fact that they feel differently about things they see the world differently and, and that's quite hard when you're going through, through a grieving process. because And these processes happen at the same time. They run parallel to one another. So while it might be difficult, frustrating, um, disconcerting for the people around the grieving person, the bereaved, it's also really difficult for the bereaved to feel so differently about things and to come to terms with What's going on? Why do I think so differently about things? How do I see the world now? That's completely different to how I thought about something before. So just to be mindful that it's not that they're being, you know, difficult. They're just also figuring it out. And and it's hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So if we speak to those mothers today, what, what would you want to to communicate to the mothers um who are going through that process uh, of, of on one side bereaved grieving experiencing loss but on the other side grappling with uh, so many other aspects of themselves what's important for those mothers to to hear and to know you
1: know the first thing i want to say is that whatever you're feeling it's normal you know, uh, a lot of people will tell you how you should be feeling and just don't listen to them. Whatever you're feeling, whatever you're going through, however confused you are, validate that and normalize it because it's normal. Grief throws you into a process that is so tumultuous and it throws you off kilter completely and that's normal. That's what happens when we lose a loved one So firstly, it's normal. Whatever you're feeling is normal. Uncomfortable, awful, but normal. And then I think the second thing I want to say is patience. Be patient with yourself. Um, Give yourself the space to feel those feelings. Allow them to come to the surface. And find healthy ways of expressing them. Whatever you do, don't push them down. Don't repress them because they just hide somewhere else in your body. And then they wait for another convenient time and often inconvenient time to show up. So feel them, allow them to come up and find healthy ways of expressing them. It could be anything from talking to someone, going to a therapist, going to support group, to journaling, to exercising, to drawing, to whatever it might be, find an outlet and a space where those feelings can be expressed, felt and expressed. So I think that's really, really important is giving the space for the grief. Too often we just want to get on with things and that does not serve in the long run. It always results in some kind of problem later. Mm. So the, the identity shifts. That's part of the grief process. Not feeling like yourself is part of the grief process. So again, that self-compassion, that patience, an empathetic moment of, yep, this is hard and that's okay. I, I'm going to feel different. It's okay. Instead of the frustration with why can't I just be my old self again, which often does come up.
0: And, and a question that I've heard often is how long, How long am I going to feel like this? Or how long is it going to take for me to to heal from this or to be okay again? What would your response be to that? Because I I know we can't reach all the women, all the mothers who've lost, and not all of them will come for therapy. But I know that is a question that is very common, is how long am I going to feel like this or struggle with this?
1: So we know that grief is a lifelong process. It just changes shape and form as you go through life, as you learn to come to a place of acceptance. But acceptance does not mean that you won't sometimes cry, that you won't sometimes feel a burst of anger, that you won't sometimes feel some some really intense, uncomfortable emotions. And, And sometimes people will say, does that mean I'm not over it? Well, You don't get over it. It's not something you ever get over. Uh, Does that mean I'm stuck? No, no, no. It just means that it shifts and it, it changes shape and form, but it's still there. It's always going to be there. So initially, it feels incredibly overwhelming and intense. And the sooner you allow yourself to go into those emotions and feel them, the sooner you come out of them. But again, there's no time frame for that.
0: I think, that's, that's, yeah. oh, Sorry. You want I think that's very important for people to hear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That there's no time frame to this. There's and no it doesn't mean you are stuck. It means yeah. that you are progressing in this, this movement of grief and readjusting and living with the loss better and better and better. But there will be moments where it still overwhelms, where memories come, specific dates, specific experiences that might evoke a very strong and intense emotion. And that does not mean that you have not moved beyond that initial intense grief or loss. As the memory never goes away. So therefore, it will remain part of your story and part of your life.
1: Absolutely, JV. And I think what, what sometimes happens is uh, people start feeling better. And there's a period of feeling a sense of, I'm okay. And then something will happen and they'll be triggered by something and they'll feel all those emotions rushing back. And I often hear them say to me, does that mean I've gone back? Does that mean I'm regressing? Does that mean I'm not better? Does that mean, you know, there's often a negative connotation around re-experiencing those emotions. And it's so important to know that that's going to happen forever. It might just change the intensity of it might change and frequency of it might change, but it's it's going to happen. Yeah. For the rest of your life because as you've just said, the loss is the loss.
0: Yeah.
1: It gets more bearable, but it doesn't go away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell you what what do we at the lighthouse offer or provide to mothers? or fathers Mm -hmm. um, who have experienced this loss of a pregnancy or a miscarriage? Mm -hmm.
1: So we offer a free grief consultation, and it's really important for people to know that that service is available because it can really help you get perspective on your grief. It can help you shift some of the myths and stigmas around the nature of your loss, And it helps you just understand where you're at with your grief. It also helps the clinician assess whether you're needing, you know, some further therapy. Are there some secondary issues arising that need to be addressed more urgently? So it's a very helpful space to just connect with your loss and have that loss assessed, but also to receive some grief education. Mm -hmm. So, we have that. And then if you want to join the little lifetimes support group, you have to go through the grief consultation first, because not everyone is suited to a group context. And sometimes you just need a bit of time to go and do something else before you join the group. Or for some people, they just don't want to join a group at all. Mm. So we have the little lifetimes group as well, which runs runs once a month. It's usually the last Monday of the month. And that is a space, a supportive space where women uh, and fathers are, are sometimes joining as well, come together and share the experience of their loss. It's a non-judgmental environment where we just actively discourage as advice-giving because everybody's loss is unique, and everybody's experience of their grief is so unique. So we don't encourage any advice giving, but we do encourage sharing. Sharing of the emotions and the thoughts and the difficult experiences out there in the world, how people are responding to the loss, and it's it's just a safe space where women can come together and men and talk about how hard this is. So it's, it's usually yeah.
0: mm-hmm. no, you can you can. It's usually.
1: Yeah, so it's usually, um, you know, I, I'm there. A psychologist is always present, but it's not a therapy group, it's a support group. So I'm merely there to ensure that people are heard, that emotions have a space to go. It's a, I'm there as a container, if I can put it that way, as, as someone that holds and facilitates the process. But it's very much run by uh, the people that are in the group.
0: And as we, we started with, discussing the experience of the loss um, of pregnancy or miscarriage is that it's usually a feeling of not being understood. It's not spoken of. So there's no space to express. Um, It's not acknowledged. There's a lot of shoots within the stigma of I should feel better. I should not. It shouldn't take so long. I should just be strong for my wife as she needs to go through this. And what's needed, I hear, is a space where it is safe to express whatever I'm feeling or going through as it's valid. Um, To be heard that it's normal what I'm going through, Mm -hmm. which might facilitate that experience of being understood. And where people do not receive advice like people usually do with the best intentions, but the impact of it being nullifying the loss or the pain. A space that is just contained where people, mothers and fathers, come together, can just share the experience where it's normalized, it's acknowledged, it's validated... No easy answers or advice is given to a complex experience, and it's okay to be where you are in that moment and not be alone in it. There's a shared experience. Not the same, but something is shared in that moment. But we also offer the individual grief um, support sessions, which is also... Um, the first step towards the group, if, if, if that is the need or the desire. Um, but today, the message is that this is real. May, way more people are experiencing this type of pain and loss and grief than what we are aware of. It is true, deep loss. It it requires of us as friends and family um To be mindful of that fact, it's going to take time. It will never be away. It changes over time. And it it might require some redefining of self, redefining of relationship. And in that process, it might be needed to see a therapist if you really grapple with what is the changes in yourself re- regarding your identity regarding um, your association with pregnancy, if the relationship is really impacted in a very significant way, that yeah. please don't hesitate mm-hmm. to reach out to professional help um, It might be at the lighthouse, there's many other places we offer the grief support, uh, we have the support group, um, but to, to not experience this in loneliness, in isolation. Um, and it's time also that I, I hope that our discussion today can just maybe enhance the awareness in the community a bit more that this is happening among us. And, um, and that we need to be mindful that it is a real deep loss. It's not just something to get over.
1: Absolutely, Javi, you've summarised that perfectly.
0: Dr. Otelia thank you for your time. And, you and it's a pleasure.
1: Much needed.
0: Yes, yes, and I think that is that was my my personal need is just that. We have to air this as I see an experience um, of my clients, the real struggle and pain and hurt it it, it causes. And um, as we've said, that for many of them, the experience is different due to other people not relating to it or not knowing how to, that it very often goes unnoticed Mm -hmm. and in the long run leads to, so many other mental health challenges. So I think it's really important that we as a society become more aware of this specific type of, of bereavement. So thank you for the work that you are doing and thank you for your time. You must take care and have a lovely day.
1: You as well, take care. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye.